What's up, disciples? Welcome to the Red Letter Disciple, a podcast with a mission to challenge you to be a greater disciple of Jesus, wherever you might be. I'm really excited about today's episode. I'm going to be joined in a minute with my co-host, Chris Johnson, and we're going to be joined in studio by a wonderful woman named Sasha Bershad. What a story we have today with Sasha. Here's a woman that nine years ago was fighting for her life, battling alcoholism. And now nine years sober, not only is she continuing to win that battle, but she's turned her life into serving others, especially single mamas through an amazing nonprofit called Project Intentional. So hear her powerful story and be challenged to step up and be intentional in your own and how you serve others. Speaking of serving, Uh, Today's sponsor is Red Letter Living, and we create resources like this podcast, but other resources as well that challenge people to be greater disciples of Jesus. And our newest one, I'm talking brand new, is Serving Challenge. It's a resource that's going to help mobilize volunteers inside and outside your church, and even better, to mobilize not just volunteers, but volunteers with the heart and the spirit of Jesus. So for 40 days, we're going to go on a journey learning what it's like to have Jesus serve us, and we're going to be challenged to practice the very things that he's done for us. And so right now you can go to servingchallenge.com. And if you're a pastor or church leader, you can jump into what's called the first wave. What is the first wave? It are, it's churches that are locking in the best pricing they're ever going to have when it comes to this resource, because they're agreeing to launch Serving Challenge sometime in the future. A bunch of those churches are launching with us this fall in October. Some are buying the resources now, locking in the great price and committing to do the 40-day challenge in New Year or Lent of 2024. But now is the time. And I mean, like literally now we are closing the first wave at the end of July. So literally this week. So Hey, be a part of it. Servingchallenge.com. You can find out more information on what this challenge is, how you can get involved. But for now, right now, on to the episode with Sasha Bershide. Let's do this. Well, I'm excited about today's episode of Red Letter Disciple. We have an in-studio with Sasha Bershide. That's nice. Uh, She's the founder and president of a 501c3 nonprofit called Project Intentional. Her favorite thing to do is empower women and women-owned businesses, especially in the metro Omaha, the greatest city in the world. Um, So Sasha works for LinkedIn full-time as well as a consultant helping members navigate through a platform called Sales Navigator. Hobbies include long-distance running, ultra marathons. That's crazy. Wait a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. What is it? I mean, a marathon's very far. Mm -hmm. That's hard enough. What's an ultra marathon? Anything beyond 31 miles. What's the longest you've ran? Um, the longest I've ran is 45. Oh, in like one sitting? 12 hours. I don't like to drive 45 miles. That's amazing. <laughs> 45. Beautiful source of meditation. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I do a lot of praying during that time. I was going to say, you'd have to, <laughs> to make it 45. Mm-hmm. So what would possess somebody who has yeah. done a marathon? Have you, did, did you, have you done a regular marathon yeah. to say, I should add on to that? Because <laughs> I, I ran my first half marathon last year and I'm like, I'm good. That yeah. was, that was, Mission I'm out. Yeah. I grew up playing soccer. I was a center mid. And okay. so I used to running. Used to running yeah. And I miss the movement mm. and the challenge aspect mm. of that. And so when it, when people ask me, why do you do that? I say, number one, because I can. <laughs> yeah. That's and cool. Number two, because others won't. Ah, wow. That's good. I like that. Yeah. 45. How long did it take you to 12 do 12 hours? But I recently, so my next biggest like goal for myself is I have a 62.5 mile run in two and a half weeks. Oh my goodness. So 
62. So you did four, it's 100 kil- kilometers. So you did 45 in 12 hours. Mm-hmm. How long is it going to take you to do 16 hours? 16 hours. And so, like, are you running and eating and like, like you're not stopping? Um, I will stop to change my socks. And okay. My yeah. Shoes you probably have like to to get my feet too hot. Yeah. The and then get blisters. So, I like, do tires on a hot summer day <laughs> at this but point. It's yeah. very middle school when you think about eating, you're eating bags of like chips. So are people handing you them or like a camp? Oh, you have a a, a drop site. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you eat a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and drink a lot. I wonder how many calories you burn on a. Um, It's about a hundred per mile. So. Yeah. 6,400. You're going to burn 6,200 calories (laughs) in one race. Yeah. I mean, that's That's pretty good. Amazing. Zach, we should. We should. Do Never. We should I, I need to burn some calories, so that's that's a that's pretty amazing. pretty good idea there. I mean, all, you know what? We could just end it right there. That's no, very impressive. No, no. no, that's incredible. Okay, New, random question okay. with that. What yeah. do you think is similar with running an ultra marathon right. than as living out your life as a disciple? Like, oh. what what kind of things do you learn from from doing something like that wow. that you can translate over to that? Yeah, world? that's good. So the number one thing that I have noticed just in general is that you have to be very disciplined. Yeah. And in order to love yourself, you have to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. I believe that the highest form of self-love is discipline in itself. Mm. And so that's one of the things that I have taken from it. The other thing is that God loves to make it so my headphones don't work <laughs> or my phone doesn't work. And so I will start with music yeah. and then by the end of it, God's like, no, we're going to pray for about the, the next 12 hours. Right. Like, okay. Well, I mean, even the best headsets can't last 16 hours. I was going to say, is it right to blame God or is that just a battery <laughs> issue? <laughs> Listen, I, I believe after that... eight hours, maybe it's just done. I mean, right. that's He's not like, God. Girl, I'm going home. <laughs> I did my time. Yeah. That's amazing. That is incredible. So wait a second. You're going to be doing 64, 62 miles, Uh and it's going to be in June. Yes. And where's it at? At Mahoney State Park here right outside of Omaha. I mean, there's a good chance it's going to be very hot. Very hot. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So that adds another thing to it right there. Wow. We're already started. I didn't even finish her bio. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, so, sorry no, sorry, it's sorry, great. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, talking this about happens work. when we're live. It ends yeah. with, you know, she loves working on her nonprofit. And yeah. so yeah. that that's what I, I'd love to start, Sasha, if you just kind of tell us your story mm-hmm. and uh, where, where where you are today, especially with Project Intentional. Like, where did this come from? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, Project Intentional is the most beautiful creation that, uh, besides my children, um, that I have been privileged to be a part of in creating. Um, but I do have to preface it that none of this would have been possible had it not been for my sobriety. Mm. So I will turn nine years sober from alcohol. And thank you in July. And the day that I went in and got medically detoxed, I was, it was so severe. It was a life or death situation. So I had to go to the emergency mm. room. And when I was there, Right before I went in, actually, I was on the bathroom floor and I just remember putting my hands up like this and just putting Mm. my head down on like the porcelain. Right. And I just said, like, God, like, please, just just please help me. Like, Mm. please, God, just just help me and I will do whatever it takes. I will be your vessel. Please, 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 God, help me help me get sober. 
Whew, I did not know uh, <laughs> that that prayer would lead to where I'm at now, which wow. um, never in a million years would you have been able, you know, nine years ago to sit me down and say, you will be doing this, you will be doing this, you will wow. be wearing this hat, you will be responsible for this, and you will be leading X, Y, and Z. I would have said, there's no way. There's mm. no way. I can't even go two hours without taking a shot of alcohol, uh-huh. trembling and shaking. Wow. How am I going to be able to uh, help be the change here in Omaha. Um, so in December of 2019, I was sitting in the nursery and my, I got sober in, in 20, uh, in 2014. It's weird to say 2014, right, right, <laughs> 2014. Right. Um, I was sitting in the nursery at the time I had my 18 month daughter in my right arm and I had yeah. my three month old son in my left arm. And mind you, Kyan, uh, she at the time was 18 months. She was not uh, diagnosed yet at 22 months, she will have gotten diagnosed with level three autism. But wow. at the time we had no idea. We just, I yeah. knew that something was, um, special or different sure. about her. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, we didn't have any answers yet. And so it was December. My husband walked into the nursery and he goes, Hey, Sash, what do you want for Christmas? Oh, uh, <laughs> in that moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? In that moment, I just, a third hand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I sat back in the, in the nursery in chair that I was sitting in and I was completely humbled because there wasn't a single thing that I needed mm. or I wanted like what a fortune, what mm-hmm. a luxury to not have a single thing. That's like, you know what? On my Amazon wish list, I have <laughs> this, 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 and this, yeah, yeah. um, and you can get this to me on Wednesday and this to me on Thursday. I don't have a single thing. Yeah, And here I am, a mom with a nanny. I have my mother, who is fortunately still with me. I have my sisters who are with me. I have a husband. I have a full-time job. I have an excellent career with beautiful resources for healthcare and and all these other benefits. But I'm miserable. Mm. I'm sleep-deprived. I have postpartum depression. Mm. I'm hormonal. I'm lactating. I'm like, I'm a hot, hot, (laughs) hot mess. And it dawned on me how do single moms do this? Uh huh. How do single moms do this? Especially single mm-hmm. moms with children with special needs. And in that moment, I just said, and that and, don't have the support system that you like, have. How? Right, 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 how? Right, 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 I right. don't get it. And yeah. so in that moment, I, I said, Andrew, I need to adopt a single mom. Mm. So he's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> what? No, I mean, I meant like something from like bed, bath whatever, and beyond. Whatever, or something. Right? Yeah, just right. like an actual physical gift in in that moment that's the last thing i wanted right i didn't like i would have been disgusted in that moment had i gotten something because i don't need it and in my mental health i was just like sasha you have the greatest gifts look at all these things that god has given you like it's time for you to pay it forward yeah and so i went on social media and I, i made a um post i had about 80 women respond to me I'm telling you, this post was, you know, I'm a a mom and I just want to love you. How can I help and adopt you? And what can we do for you? And it was like bubbly and sweet. And these 80 women wanted socks, underwear, diapers, basic essential needs. There's nothing on there that's like, all right, like, here's your Legos. Here's the snow. I need pull-ups. I need things just to make it. Socks and underwear? Right. Yeah. And you're like, Wow. Something so, has to change. So you posted that on like Facebook, whatever. Like a random mom right. group. Oh, okay. Omaha mom Facebook group. I see. I wondered how it, so then it must have got shared and, and, and like people just blew it up. 
it was just strictly that group. It was just 80 oh, women wow. within that group. Oh, wow. And so I leveraged my network. I'd leveraged the rest of the women in the group and then, you know, had an existential crisis moment come around January because, yeah, we got all 80 of them set up with a resource or right. a yeah. gift. Right. But then I turned to my sister, who's a genius, <laughs> maniac genius, she truly is. And I said, what do I do? Like, what do we do? How, like, I can't just say, OK, thanks. 2019, 2020. Yeah. Here I come. OK, like, enjoy bye. your socks. Yeah, I'm out. Enjoy yep. your socks and your yep. brand new underwear. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she said, if you are willing to put your boots on the ground and run and, and do the work, I will file this as a 501c3. So wow. February, right before, right before COVID, you guys, oh, February <laughs> Perfect 4th, time to start a nonprofit. February yeah. 4th, 2020, we were approved uh, as a 501c3 nonprofit. And gen seriously, the rest is history. It, it, yeah. This is not mine. I have done, I cannot um, claim any of this as my own. So I want to rewind real quick. Sure. Um, I work um, and I'm on the board for a group of men, uh, sobriety, and we provide housing and it's for when they, you know, they don't have the support system and, and it's a 12 month program, uh, recover house in Florida. It's a beautiful nonprofit. Awesome. Uh, but uh, I'm wondering because that descent is never a rapid one. It's typically a slow one. Is that something, how long did you fight that? <laughs> Getting sober? Yeah. <laughs> oh my <clears throat> goodness. I went to treatment for the first time in 2012. I okay. spent 30 days in treatment. It was beautiful. I learned a lot. Um, and I was sober for five months and I was like five months. I'm cured. Right. I did this. So then do you start thinking maybe I can have one drink? Absolutely. Okay. So I do. Yeah. yeah. And I spiral harder from that moment in 2012. Those two years were the hardest drinking, hardest, hardest drinking years. And when were I, you married at this time? No, I was single. Okay. Um, and I was just a lost puppy. Uh huh. How in old were you? 20s. I in 2012, I would have been 24. Okay. I didn't grow up till I was 26. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's what I tell everyone. Don't worry. You still have time. <laughs> right, right. You can still. You so you're it's not so, all hopeless. So you, yeah. so you go to rehab five months. You think you got a beat. Then you fall even harder. Hard, uh -huh. hard, hard, hard. And I know what AA um, is. I know that if I would have gone back to treatment, it would have just been I, another cycle. Cycle. Mm -hmm. A whole nother cycle. Yeah. And so I told myself, you've been there. You've done the work before. Just get back in there. So I did AA. I did a solid 90 and 90. And mm -hmm. then I was really with the program hardcore for the first six months. Mm -hmm. I got myself involved in a fitness community. Okay. And then... Um, everything kind of went from there. I just realized I can breathe in, mm -hmm. I can breathe out. I don't drink in between and therefore I can go and celebrate life and I will live mm -hmm. a life of recovery that way. So then you have this moment that you described though, mm -hmm. right? You're on the floor, yeah. you're pleading to yeah. God. Seriously. Like yeah. legit. You're like the porcelain because I was so sick. I've she, tried everything, everything, everything and it's not, working, it's not working. So I need you God to take this over. It's the only way. And so you have that moment mm -hmm. and then Talk a little bit, if you don't mind, sure. about after that. Mm -hmm. Like, is it a different mindset after that? Or So when this <sighs> part of the story that I haven't shared that often, but I went into the emergency room and the first, the lady who was at the check-in table, she looked at me and she goes, oh, sweet girl, you'll, like, I hadn't even told her my name. She knew nothing about me. Mm -hmm. She goes, sweet girl, you'll never have to feel like this again. I'm 13 years sober. Congratulations. Mm. I'm glad that you're here. So I must have just reeked Whoa. of alcohol. <laughs> wow. She just, because I'm compassion by her, though. If, 
like, she knew where I was. Yeah. yeah. And she had been there. And the Holy Spirit directed her to know. Perfect. Divine appointment. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. it keeps going. Okay. So then I get into the emergency room and the doctor walks in and he must deal with this often or. It's not his first rodeo. Definitely yeah. not. He walks in, he sees me and he goes, I'm not hooking you up. You're not. The only thing that's going to happen here today is you're going to detox. You're going to feel better in a couple days and you're going to go back out. So you're just going to sit here and you're just going to wow. like struggle yeah you're yeah. gonna you're gonna you're gonna live you're gonna, with your you're gonna perish basically yeah. you know what i mean and i looked at him and i said i swear to you sir if you help me right now please i cannot like my stomach hurt my throat hurt my my anxiety my central nervous system hurt my everything hurt was mm -hmm. everything was in fight or flight and wow. it was poisoned right so like nothing was working and you, nothing you're was not clicking. a big person so like it probably um, you know i used to know my numbers but like by the time that they got me through and everything i think i was still like in the point three something wow. so like i was really you were out there yeah mm -hmm. and wow. so i looked at him and i said i, I promise or like i you will never ever see me again you will never see me again please, please help me. They hooked me up. And then I spent the next five days when you say hooked you up. To, you... Yeah. So they have to give you, um, they medically detox you, they mm -hmm. give you medicine to completely like slow your body down. Okay. And I, I think, you know, they gave me like morphine or whatever it was to literally medically detox me oh. off of alcohol. And so, um, from that moment when I saw that woman and then having the doctor have like that really tough love with me, yeah, that's when I was like, okay, like, and of course my, revelation with god that i was like please yeah, like, yeah, 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 hook yeah, yeah. a sister up with yeah. sobriety god right please. right 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 i know i was made for bigger and better things but like the devil was literally using alcohol to drown me and keep me away from wow. becoming a better being did wow. you have faith in your background 7, or your story oh yeah so, so yeah always always yeah. ever since i was like the littlest munchkin i've <laughs> always known that there was jesus yeah. and i always knew what that do you there attribute that to my mom okay she was Big time believer and, praying yeah, for you. my mom and her entire side of the family they're um my mom my mom isn't but her entire side of the family is very devout catholic uh -huh. they live in central america they live in el salvador okay. and so i grew up watching my entire mother's side have this most incredible and beautiful yeah. faith mm, wow. that's cool so the five or six years in between the sobriety mm -hmm. mo uh, the moment yeah. where it started and then when project intentional oh, yeah um so because, yeah, walk me through those five or six years. Hmm. Um, how, how did, so the, you have the first few days where it's detox and, you know, you're speaking to God, your divine appointments, it's helping. You're making deals. But there's still, yeah, on, there's Lord, still yeah, out. there's still everyday decisions yeah. and feelings and, and temptations. And we live in a broken world where you're still tempted by the enemy all yeah. the time. So, yeah. I think from that day, I just took it upon myself to do whatever it takes to ask God, like, what can I do to like better support you? Mm. And like, what can I do in turn? Because he tells us, right? Yeah. You are the temple. Like you are me. I am you. You are me. Like I am with you at all mm. times. You can always call on me. And so then I just took it on myself. Like, why wouldn't I want my temple to be sacred and to be divine and to be like, whatever I, yeah. he calls me to do, I'm ready to do it. Like whether it be a run a marathon, I can right. physically go do that. Sure. Or if it's go and pray for someone for six hours, I can physically do that. So I just wanted to, for the lack of better words, become 1% better than I was yesterday. But it's not like the it's temptation good. went away. Uh, the first two years were really difficult. Right. Like the first two years are probably the hardest. Okay. Um, but then after that, I just knew that that alcohol was used by the devil, like wow. against me. I just, I, 
I yeah, know. like from, yeah, yeah. Got I it. Just, got it. I was drowning. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I think it's amazing. Like a lot of times <sighs> in in recovery, you know, that final step is when you actually go and and you help bring freedom to others and right. serve others. And so that's what I I love in your story is the the years to get there. Uh, are not easy. They're difficult. They're up. They're down. They're, gross. they're, they're really gross. Gross. They're gross. They're really gross. They're, like, yeah. I'm just waiting for someone to come out with all my my skeletons and be like, <laughs> "Yeah, I named them for you too." Like they're gross. You I was know? saying this to somebody the other day. I do youth ministry, and I was like, "I'm so glad that like social media wasn't no. around when I was in like college." Yeah, But one thing that I will say that I attribute to AA, and this is something that. I, I always will mention if I am invited on a podcast or anything like that is that one of the things that was seated in AA is that it is humanly fundamental to be a part of a community. Mm. You have to be a part of a yeah. community. Right. No matter what. Like yeah. 100%. The opposite of addiction is community. Right. Okay? Within the community, you need to serve. Yeah. So if you right now are listening to this and you are not a part of a community, find a community, whether mm -hmm. that be exercise or church or, um, you know, volunteering somewhere within a nonprofit, what you will find next is after you have found your community, you will find a place to serve. And within finding a place to serve and serving others, you will find your purpose. Yeah. I, love it. I love that. And I have always said this to my, my kids at school. It's like, I believe the devil works on me the best when I'm in isolation. Uh, yeah, where there's nobody calling out lies of the enemy, you know, and then I start believing it and I'm like, whoa, yeah. yeah. So community is so important. So I want to talk through progression and to get to where we are today, but, but not quite yet. Okay. So, uh, yeah. I want to first talk, you know, you mentioned that first year. And so now we're stuck with, I don't want to just be a, a help because I, you know, in this one time moment, because I recognize that single moms, they, they've got it tough. So I want to talk about single moms for mm -hmm. a moment because mm -hmm. I, I don't know that we, un I don't know that we had that moment that you had of like thinking, gosh, I, I've got things going so well, uh, single mothers must really struggle. So like what, what are the mother, single mothers experiencing on a regular or daily basis that the average person may not understand? Mm. So the one thing that I always get told when I ask a single mom, how do you do it? How did you do this? <laughs> they, the number one answer is you find a way. You always find a way. And so I think that single moms, moms in general, are super mm -hmm. humans, superheroes, and we don't give ourselves enough credit. But things that they struggle the most with is there's one of you, and most of the time there's three of them mm -hmm. in every household. Every yeah. Time. yeah. And so, you know, time management. But then the biggest one is going to be money management. Yeah. Um, you have one person trying to feed four mouths, including theirs, mm. trying to keep up with hygiene products, trying to, you know, can my child of play in sports? Probably not. Can my child make it to extracurricular activities? Probably not. Because who's going to take them? Who's going to take them? Mm. Who's going to pay for it? Right. Um, and so you're, I face a lot of women who are defeated, yeah, mm. deflated, and they don't realize how much they're already doing and how much they're already helping. Mm -hmm. And then they, you know, try to compare themselves to the Joneses or the double, the two person families. And it's, it's like, that's impossible. It's impossible. And so, you know, if you're a single mom and you're listening to this, I want you to realize like you are outstanding. Mm -hmm. You are incredible. And the last thing that I want you to remember is 
you are your biggest gift to your children. Mm. Your kids have no idea what another mom looks like, nor would they want to know what another mom <laughs> looks like. You were made perfectly and divinely to be their mom. Yeah. So be their mom. Don't, you know, don't be anxious. Don't be stressed out. You get to have your children you get to spend time with them and um one thing you know i have a child with special needs and then i have a, a typical child and it is true what they say with typical children the time flies yeah you know draco's three almost four and i'm just like oh don't leave me don't don't stop yeah. my mama cuddles now kyan's a little different we'll be babying her you know yeah. i don't know if she'll potty train i don't know if she'll have friends yeah. i don't know what her future looks like how old is she she just turned five. Oh wow Okay. Yeah. Um, but if you're a single mom, you know, have hope, find your resources, lean on your community. If you're not in Omaha, Omaha has done a beautiful job of blossoming. Nonprofits really support our community. They do what they say they will do. It's, cool. it's incredible. But if you are not in Omaha, find nonprofits, ask for help. Yeah. That's what do you think a lot of single moms are afraid to yes. ask for help. Yeah. Is that what you see? I see that so often. So we started this, uh, We'll get to it, but I'll, yeah, I'll jump free. ahead. Yeah. Uh, so we started implementing what are, they're called hope lockers. Mm. So it's a hygiene bank in Omaha, and we put them in different locations. So right now we have them in five different coffee shops. Okay. Moms are telling me, I don't want to go in there because I'm intimidated to grab something because I feel like I have everybody's to buy gonna a coffee. Judge them. Yeah. I feel like everyone's staring at me, and right. it's like, that's not, the, that's not the case, but that's the mindset. Sure. So we have to change that mindset. When someone asks you for help, how do you feel? Uh, when somebody asks me for yes. help, I, I feel actually, for the most part, I feel good if I can do yeah. it. Yeah, like so, I feel like a blessing. Exactly. Yeah. So when single mom or or dad, single dad, or even parents or grandparents, caregiver, whoever's listening to this, when you are not reaching out to ask other people for help, you are taking away that inkling of that feeling of hope that you're giving someone else. When someone asks me for help, I feel like, wow, they want help. I can do this. Mm -hmm. yeah. They ask yeah. me. Yeah. I can do this. Gives you purpose, right. fulfillment, right, right. Yeah. joy. Yeah. And yeah. so when you're not reaching out, you are putting that load back on you, but then you're also taking away that privilege or that, mm -hmm. that experience, that yeah. opportunity yeah. for someone else to help you. You so, know, that's so interesting. You said that when I started um, working at a church, was literally making $16,000 a year. Like it was awful. <laughs> and I had just got married and my wife and I were like, we don't, we don't know how we're going to make this. And a couple members of the church found out and they wanted to help me with a down payment for a house. Like it was ridiculous. It should yeah. have never happened. And I remember like my wife and I saying, we can't take $10,000. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. And the guy came to me and I'll never forget this. He goes, um, he was a financial advisor. He goes, if I was a farmer, would uh, you take tomatoes from me? And I'm like, uh, yeah. He goes, I'm a financial advisor. I grow money. Let me be a blessing. I was like, dang, that's really good. Like the uh, because he's like, basically, you're defeating my chance. Yeah. Uh, to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. Stop it. Because exactly. the only thing keeping you from doing it is pride. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Give me your money. But and that, but that's probably <laughs> where on the flip side, we we feel good if we're asked to help and we can provide that. But on the other side, like single mothers. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would, anytime I've had to ask for help, um, it, it puts me in a place of vulnerability. Yeah, it puts true. me in that's a place true. of yeah, potentially yeah, yeah. shame. Mm -hmm. right. uh, I can't do this on I, my own. So I'm assuming that all that and more and for I single feel, moms. I feel bad. I feel like a lot of single moms that I've known have, are already carrying shame. 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're already like, oh, I, I've made bad, you know, whatever it may mm -hmm. be. And so it's just another step in that chain. Like, oh, now I have to ask for help. I can't even do this. I should be able to do this. I'm 30 years old. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of compiles. I and think. that's one of the reasons why this last year we took and we we reconfigured our mission statement. So before last year, our mission statement was we collect items all year round and in turn offer them to moms in need. Uh, our mission is to make it so that no kiddo or mama goes a holiday season without receiving a gift, making the mm. load lighter and the season brighter. <sighs> because shame, I know shame. Mm -hmm. I've held shame. Shame has held me. Mm. And one of the best things you can do is break up with shame and remove the power from shame. Shame has no power over me. That's why I say, right. you want to meet my my skeletons? I've named them all for you. <laughs> I have no shame of what I've done because God has restored me. Right. Yeah. And I find my power in God. But what I will say is our new mission statement is because of what we're seeing and the support that we're receiving is we intentionally restore dignity in fam women and families, one project at a time. Cool. Because what is the opposite of shame? Dignity. Mm, right. Yeah. Right. So rewind real quick. I I'm really interested mm -hmm. to hear about these hope lockers and how they work. Yeah. Tell they're, me about it. They're completely free. Okay. We just is it like a vending machine almost? They're yeah. kind of. They're just little lockers, like uh -huh. table size or end table size little lockers. Um, a gal here in Omaha paints for us on them it says have hope nice. and then inside there's uh hygiene products for both well all sexes mm -hmm. all ages mm -hmm. this last year at the winter wonderland emporium we had a, a father there a single father he had a toddler mm. son and i went up to him and i said what can i like thank you for being here in <laughs> right. the yeah. midst of hundreds of women <laughs> yeah 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 thank you You're for right. being here that's so bold and beautiful of mm. you what can i do to better support you and he said this is so outstanding i love this event but it's really for women yeah <laughs> we need more more things for men and you know the top three things that are asked for at the winter wonderland emporium is socks underwear menstrual products right Ugh, menstrual products what is going on here <laughs> like you have to pay you have to pick between paying your bill or having a clean and hygienic menstrual right. cycle like that blew my mind so after you know i talked with him and, and knowing that there is just a we're facing hygienic poverty right now mm. as a nation like people can't yeah. afford th things are expensive yeah. everywhere and so we decided like how can we impact the community uh, what could we do? Well, we were going to put like little free pantries out mm -hmm. in neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't have the funds for that. We can't pay for a surveyor. We can't like do all these. Mm -hmm. There's just so many legal right. steps that right. we have to do before you can just plop one out there. So because of Winter Wonderland, because of all the connections that uh, it has created, we reached out to a lot of the coffee shop owners that we already knew. Um, and we asked if we could put those hope lockers in there. So we have five and five different um coffee shops eventually we will have other places like um the a plasma donating place mm -hmm. because people who yeah, are donating absolutely. plasma probably aren't doing the it because they're position. you know so yeah. we'll have other places but for me it was very important to put them in places that you could feel safe and feel dignified walking in yeah there. And so anybody can access them Anyone. and, and they're open and, and how often do you have to restock these? Um, we go back about once a month. Wow. Uh -huh. Wow. And how many lockers are in each one? Just one. Oh, I see. So it's a bunch of products in, in one, one locker. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. That's so cool. And is the, 
the goal uh, there's obviously multiple projects happening at the same time now which is cool is the goal more hope lockers and and the goal is so we have two projects our main one is the winter wonderland emporium which Mm -hmm. we'll get to here in a moment and then the second one is hope locker so the winter wonderland emporium we focus only in the holiday season so we don't label it christmas we don't label it anything yeah. because mm-hmm. we want everyone to come in sure sure i don't care if you have hanukkah right. or kwanzaa <laughs> right. or christmas. who cares like, i don't care i right. just want you to be loved right. be helped yeah we just want to be helped um so from that i was like well how can we impact everyone all year round mm-hmm. versus just always focusing on this and so that's where the hope blockers came in so those are our two existing projects mm-hmm. um we rely heavily we we rely heavily on prayer uh to guide us and we actually just had a a meeting with uno with their capstone mba project and they're like okay tell us about your business strategy tell us you know (laughs) how do you come up with these ideas tell us about and i'm like okay so we pray and they're like well yeah what else what do you how do you (laughs) figure out where to put these places it's like okay so you're gonna like i could show you guys the email i'm like telling these students i'm like i'm gonna tell you something i pray Mm-hmm. like we pray yeah, yeah. and they're and dumbfounded then, by that well response? yeah because like how is that your business <laughs> yeah, strategy yeah, yeah, or like yeah, i'll yeah. tell my husband he's like i need to see numbers i'm like bro <laughs> i pray i pray that's i don't know what here's how you. many minutes i've been praying <laughs> that's, right. like, I, yeah. that's what i do and that's yeah. what um that's one of the reasons why we have attracted the board members that we have attracted is because <laughs> these are all women of faith right. who mm-hmm. leverage the power of prayer yeah, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. So uh, I'm sorry. Can I no, jump yeah, in? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm the, I'm so We're fascinated by this yeah. story. Um, so you've accomplished a lot of cool things, um, and d- clearly this is driven by the Holy Spirit. Um, mm-hmm. When you put your head down at night mm-hmm. um, and you think about this, what is uh, one of the things that you're like, oh man, we've got to, we've got to do this? That, like, what is something? that you did not anticipate when you started this Mm -hmm. journey? Um, It came to me this last year and it has nothing to do with like me personally, but it goes back to community. Mm. So um, I take a sabbatical every January, completely get off of social media, get off of work and we'll travel the country literally. It's a good time to do that here in Omaha. Yeah, in Omaha, because I I gotta get out of here. So we will travel in our little Jeep. We will Mm. take both the babies, my husband and I, we will drive this next year. We'll go to Florida. Last year we went to California. Great spot. Yes. And, um, one thing that really stuck out to me is like, we're hurting as a country Mm. and really we can't do anything except for where our own two hands are. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's, Mm -hmm. we want everyone to be blessed and, and to be healed. But like, how can I do that? And the answer is number one, not alone. Mm. And then number two is how do we heal America? Well, we have to focus on, if you look at America as the body, you have to look at it as the organs. How mm-hmm. do you heal the organs? Well, you focus on the heartland. Mm-hmm. How do you focus on the heartland? Well, you focus on the heart. Mm-hmm. And so I firmly believe that we were all intentionally placed here for a reason in yeah. Omaha, Nebraska, right in the heart of America. And I believe I'm watching so many nonprofits do it right now that we have partnered with and they are impacting the city so beautifully in restoration and with dignity. And I genuinely believe that if we take it upon ourselves to make our city, our own mission trip, that we don't go and try to, you know, no offense, Uganda, like, but if we are just focusing on our city, impacting the children, the Mm -hmm. families, the brokenness in our city, and we heal 
everyone's going to come to us and they're going to say, we want what you have. Yeah. So how do you heal America? We heal it together and we heal it in the heart in Omaha. And so do you like, so what I'm hearing from you, Sasha, is that there's a chance that you start here and this could be replicated in other cities. Yeah. But God has asked me not to do it. Really? Mm -hmm. Did you say why? No, he does. Like I, I, (laughs) yeah, no, I I listen. That's what he said. I, he said, focus on the heartland. Yeah. Um, and just Omaha, not even like, not anything else. Like, yeah. So Omaha is my spot. Omaha will always be my jam this last year. Um, I was doing a lot of, heavy praying, a lot of heavy meditation. And, you know, a couple of things that came through to me was number one, stop posting. Who cares what you're doing? Put your head down. All the things that you've done in the past doesn't matter. Anything that you do Mm. from here on out doesn't need to be seen. I've Mm. got you. Mm -hmm. And so it was really hard when we had a lot of success this last year and get a lot of like, um, generating momentum to be like, okay, well I can't because this isn't, what is, well, and part is of that for... was being on the Kelly Clarkson show. Yeah. So like yeah. I couldn't, I didn't post about that. I didn't right. share uh, from a personal level and I just, because of, and I listened to God, I listened so feverishly because of being an obedient servant. He has blessed us tenfold. Like, yeah. you know, we were on the Kelly Clarkson show and we had non uh, a woman, uh, I I don't know how in depth I can. There was a person who was like, well, I was in, I lived in Omaha and my, my parents uh, left a gigantic foundation and I'm um, a servant of their. And so like people are, they Mm want to support us and they, they cut us a very, and it's all just because we're quiet and we are moving silently and when we're moving intentionally. Well, it's like, it's almost, it's last point. And you can tell you're trying to say something, but um, it's almost like that Bible verse, right? Like your, your rewards, like you brag about it now yeah. and you get your rewards now, or you know, like be cool and humble about it. And then you receive your rewards. I always think of the story of, and I like, it makes me want to cry because it's just so beautiful, but it reminds me of the story in the Bible where, you know, you had all these taxpayers come in and they like dumped and it was like, clink, 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 yeah, and all yeah. I'm doing, clink, clink, clink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, they would shake it yeah, to like yeah, make yeah. sure everyone knew how much right. they donated. Right. And the woman came in with like mm-hmm, two mm-hmm. little pennies. Yeah. And that meant more yeah. her her tithing than, you know, these showboats. And right. so there are times where my ego, and it's been really bad this last year where my ego, like it got checked over and over again. You know, I lost friendships. I've lost Mm. a lot of things in this past year, um, but I never lost me. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I loved about that story is that she didn't let her ego, you know, Mm -hmm. she wasn't intimidated by the fact that she couldn't give. She Mm -hmm. still gave, Mm -hmm. she still showed up. She still was true to herself, but then she was rewarded for her humility and Mm -hmm. her honesty of her, of her hard work. Do you, yeah, I'm I'm curious because like from a business and mm-hmm. a marketing strategy because oh, yeah. so i say pray no, well, <laughs> no, no I'm, because i'm in this world too with like red letter living mm-hmm. and it's like i don't want to make this about me i want to make sure it's centered on god mm-hmm. but i also know that like there's tools out there that if you use this and you say this and you go here then it'll help <laughs> and so i'm, I'm kind of curious from your your side if god put it on on your heart or said to you you know stay quiet can you, do you know why he would say that to you? Is it something that you feel like I've struggled with that and in, in the past? And and so that's why, or just totally unknown. And like, I'm walking in obedience, just walking in obedience yeah. right now. 
That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because it's, it's a fine line, I think. It's like when you're running hard. a ministry that helps people well, you that's for God. And I want support. Right. And I want to yeah. bolster. And I'm human. Right. And I'm driven by validation. Yeah. Sure. And so Words I want to affirmation. And I social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Post, yeah. post, 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 right. post. Right. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, it's been hard to not um, take it that way. But I know that. God has always mm-hmm. been faithful, always, mm-hmm. and he will provide. He's always provided. One time in my drinking days, I was so broke, you guys. My parents wouldn't even <laughs> give me, like, if I needed gas money, my father would drive to Omaha to fill my gas up because that's how much they didn't trust me. And, and yeah. they knew your struggle. Like, yes. oh, yeah, okay. okay. Hardcore. <laughs> okay. Hardcore. Um, You know, and one time I remember I was just praying because I'm even in using days, I was constantly praying. And I remember feeling the nudge of, you need to pull over. There's $5 on the side of the road. And I'm like, no, there's not. So I pull over because I didn't have gas. There's $5 on the side of the road. <laughs> wow. I say that because it's, it, you know, listen to God, be connected with God, but then know that God will always provide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's so good for listeners too, because like there's so many times that where we feel like God impresses something upon us. And sometimes we know why, and sometimes we don't. And right. like still the answer is be obedient. Mm-hmm. And you may never know, mm-hmm. right? But you also, it's what God's done and you're walking faithfully in that and we're seeing fruits of even uh, his blessing on this that's mm-hmm. nobody's going to confuse it with Sasha. It's him, <laughs> right? And and sometimes he he speaks the loudest and the strongest his power is made perfect not in our strengths but in our weaknesses and so like we have to give him all that so so yeah you have this first year and you've got your maniac genius sister now mm-hmm. saying we got to do more mm-hmm. and, and eventually it would lead to kelly clarkson and all hope lockers and doing all of this so, so what's the i mean it's what really you, amazing yeah story, what are you man. feeling sort so of good. after that first year and what does it look like then for you to step more into this because it's it's not something that i i believe that that you get paid like it's volunteer yeah. it's it so what does that look like because i know it's a lot more sacrifice and by the way you're a new mom and a, and a and a wife and you got all these other things so talk to me about the struggle or not the struggle of that and and yeah, what those next couple of years are like. So year number one was weird because, you know, we got our, <clears throat> yay, year 501 on February 4th of 2020. The world closed down mm. in the middle of March. Mm. So um, after I tell you year one, I'll <clears throat> tell you the actual vision of the event and why mm-hmm. it has gained traction. Um, but the first year we had to change everything to an online adoption. So we only adopted 38 moms just because okay. no one really yeah. knew about us. And um, with the whole COVID thing, I was able to put my two babies in the back of the car and drive around. So I picked up every single donation wow. <laughs> for the first two years. And that was really difficult on me. Yeah. So that was a struggle. Yeah. Um, but my children, no, no different. My son's constantly complaining of all the boxes that are in the back. Um, Seriously, kind of, mom, more feminine hygiene products. Yeah, right. I just posted a picture of that on a Project Intentionals because he's like, mom, boxes. I'm like, I know, bro, yeah, but we yeah, need, yeah. you know, Omaha needs these boxes. Right. Um, so the the kids of that's all they know is community service um, yeah. and that Sundays are for community service and family. Wow. And then after the first year so the first year was a little weird because of covid so but i do always want to acknowledge that that first year was good because it gave me time to plant seeds yeah right till soil water seeds imagine if it wouldn't have been covid like that would have been insane right yeah so the year number two we am i which was 2021 2021 yeah uh partnered with abide 
Yeah, huh? Awesome organization. We've had Josh Dutzler on the yeah, show. Yeah, so that's too, who so. I was referring to with when I say like I really do see Omaha healing is yeah. because of Josh Dutzler. Mm-hmm. And Great that's why guy. I think we are planted here. I mean, the things that he's doing, I do nothing but support him. Like they're yeah. outstanding yeah, so individuals. Good. We have partnered with them. We'll be at their summer block party this year, handing out bars of soap and deodorant. Last year we did feminine products. So um 2021, we rented uh where they used to have bridge the church there it was the first floor of whatever building it was um we had 485 moms come through so the way it works wow. is that a mom can come in she checks in if you need childcare, we provide it now if you don't need childcare, please don't bring your kiddo right, 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 like, right. there's way too many of sure, them. Sure, yeah. but if you need childcare, like what where's a single mom gonna do like what's right. she supposed to well then yeah. so we provide child care when they check the babies in we give them food so the babies can eat um gluten-free, dairy-free, nut-free. Like we make sure that all the allergies, like all free. Like this mm-hmm. last year we had a little kiddo eat 12 mandarin oranges. <laughs> he had like a little Buddha belly oh. full of mandarin oranges. It was super cute. Um, we have them make Christmas cards or holiday cards, excuse me, holiday cards uh, for an elder center and then a craft cool. to take home for their mom or their father or their grandpa, whoever, their caregiver. And then after they check the children in, they go into our resource center. So we have over 25 nonprofits, uh, professional resources like LinkedIn, um, Mm -hmm. personal resources. Like there was a lawyer there. She printed out um, power of wills and then she had them notarized so that if anything, heaven forbid were to happen, you know, they would be set up for success. Um, So we have over, you know, 25, 30 different vendors, nonprofits, after they go through, they can go shopping in the Holiday Winter mm. Emporium store for free. So they will get one pack of socks or underwear per child, one brand new toy per child. And then lastly, there's a mama gift or a father caregiver yeah. gift store. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have to get used to that. Because <laughs> it's all been mamas in the past. it's all been mothers in the <laughs> past. No, but this great. last year, it was yeah. just like, okay, Sash, like yep. every, like if a person comes, I asked my mom this, I said, if a person comes to me, mom, like, where's that line? Like, mm-hmm. you know, how do I, who do I turn? Yeah. How do I turn someone away? If how they do you? Yeah. Like, where's that line? Right. Like who, and how am I the person to judge? And she right. said, Sasha, if a person comes to you, you help them. Right. If they ask for help, you help. So that's been our new standard. Thanks mom. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, after after they go through all the booths, they can get free diapers, they can get free bottles, they can there's just so wow. it's a beautiful way yeah. to bring everyone together, um, to do life together. And but more importantly, you know, it's one thing to just give something out. It's another thing to educate and empower. Mm. So what mm. can we do to educate and empower these people that are within my community to say, hey, these are the resources. You can leverage these. These are free. Or if they're not free, let's figure out how to get, you know. Yeah. And the other thing that uh, is our favorite that we didn't recognize is we have no signage anywhere. Like you come to our events, you won't see a project intentional thing ever. And that's intentionally because <laughs> I don't care if you remember us. Right. Like I want you to remember yeah. these other places. Yeah. So year number two was last year. We outgrew our space. We did the entire two stories of the dormitory at Abide. Um, we did. We adopted 612 individuals, wow. impacting 1,934 persons in Omaha. We went on the Kelly Clarkson show, which has been outstanding. <laughs> um, and again, you How know, did they, they find out about you. I have they. I have no idea. I like should ask, but I'm pretty sure I posted the story about how it started with. You know, my husband asking about what I wanted, and <laughs> Which then is a great story. yeah, with Absolutely. my daughter and story. all this stuff. And so they called me on a Monday, 
said, can we fly you out? And this was December of 2022. Yeah, like yep. as in a few months five ago. Yeah. Months, yeah. six months ago. Tw uh, call me on a Monday, said, we want to fly you out tomorrow. <laughs> Film you Wednesday. Hmm. Fly you back Wednesday. Fine. Let's do that. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson, yeah, whatever you say. Yeah, say. I mean, no what are you going to say? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of booked. <laughs> to yeah, find yeah, out yeah. that Thursday, you know, to come back Thursday, Friday, set up for the holiday store, Saturday, Sunday. So that whole week was a whirlwind. But we outgrew that space and we even opened it up to um, bring in companies who are hiring. So we had eight women get hired on the spot this wow. last year. Event. We had resources this year for domestic violence. So we had one woman leave her situation, her altercation. Good for you. Yeah, we had one woman who was able to find housing through Goodwill. Um, so there's just... I'm hoping this next year we'll have 50 different nonprofits, resources, um, <sighs> career builders, yeah. anything. So if a person comes that day, they want to change their life. They are like, there's no reason that they couldn't. Does your mm -hmm. husband ever ask you, had, did he stop asking you what you want after that last? <laughs> He's like, it's too dangerous of <laughs> like, a this question. This is a dangerous question yeah. to ask Sasha. I, I, I mean, it's really changed your life. One simple question. I think we have decided that, you know, the sabbatical is really yeah, more cool. like that's cool. what I want. That's to, what we want and what yeah, we need right, as a yeah. family. That's cool. Right. I love that idea, connect. by the way. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. The other the last thing that, you know, I want to mention is that it's impossible to steal from us. So the first <laughs> this last holiday season, someone came in and said that they had 16 kids. And by the end of uh, it, it came out that she had eight children, but she knew, she didn't know, you know, yeah. what she would be getting and that she would be so empowered. But you cannot steal from us because here's the thing. If you need that so badly, take it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then if you need it so badly, that's also a red flag to me as a person in your community that you need help. You need a little bit more aid. Yeah. So what is it that I can do yeah, right. to help bridge the gap for you? So um, the people who do seem kind of fleshier that are like, oh, I need all this stuff. It's like, okay, I see this, but like, what do you need? Like, right. what can I do to better support also, you? Also, single mom with eight kids. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah, you take whatever you need. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's crazy. That's that is, amazing. Yeah. And I know... Uh, our church, King of Kings, was oh um, super happy. We have a, a member there, Jordan Grady. She's mm -hmm. on your board, yes, I believe. She is. Yeah. So, her uh, and her husband Zach are really awesome people, and and uh, got got connected with you guys, and and so I hope they keep staying connected <laughs> with you guys. That was the biggest biggest blessing. Um, King of Kings, and then the year before that was a hundred women who care. So we started. We've never had a corporate sponsor. Yeah. We've never had any corporate sponsor. All the money that we get is sent by God. That's mm -hmm. the only way that people, like when I talk to you and know, they're like, how do you get your funding? I'm like, God, I don't know what to tell you people. Like, I don't know. Prayer this is the God. worst presentation we've ever. <laughs> really? um, but King of Kings is what I would say definitely put us on the spot. That's awesome. Yeah. That's like changed really, our life. Yeah. Really cool. So and and it's going to keep growing. So, right. So 2023, the plans this year, uh, Winter Wonderland, Empor Emporium, Full Tilt, we're going. We're more moms and other people now. And we got Hope Lockers. Uh, what, if, if you're kind of looking at where you are today and where you were hmm. on that porcelain, <laughs> wow, crying out for God, like right. what, what would you say to like, because I think there's a lot of, People that feel stuck or hopeless or helpless. Yeah, what in would their you say? Right what would now. you say to the Sasha that was crying out for God on the porcelain floor? Yeah, I would tell her the same thing that I would tell anyone. 
You were made to be you. Only you can be you. No matter how many bananas you eat <laughs> or how many miles you run, mm -hmm. you can never be me. Mm -hmm. So stop trying to be me. Stop mm, trying yeah. to be anyone other mm. than what God created yeah. you to be. Yeah. Find your true self. Listen to your true self. There are things that are in your way right now. Even as I'm talking, you know exactly what it is. You know, if there's an issue or a habit, address it. Mm -hmm. Don't be like my son, Drake, who he has a sliver and he just complains <laughs> and he like, you know what I mean? This doesn't address the sliver. Right, right, and right. it's like, if we just took the sliver out, right. your life would be so much better. Right. So right now focus on what it is that you can do to become the best version of yourself and mm. do it and i'm not saying go full throttle a hundred percent because there's no way i would have been able to do that but every day take a look at yourself and mm. ask yourself was i better than yesterday what can i do to become the best version of myself because only you can do that god created you to be you come on so Preach be it. you <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's amazing well and I, I get a little pushback every now and then because our mission is to challenge people to be great disciples and right. I'm like, ah, it's not about us being great zach and i'm like ah, oh, no it actually is because god's great and he's created us in his image and so he created you to be great mm -hmm. so you need to be great because mm -hmm. that's actually when you glorify him mm -hmm. and when you're not great that's when you actually diminish but him. check your ego yeah totally yeah check your check your ego all the time all the time <laughs> oh man what a cool story and uh, I, I think it's amazing this word in, intentional is actually popping up quite a bit in this season uh, of our podcast episodes of this the, in, the intentional the acts of intentionality to be intentional and and so your story just started with a random question um, I shouldn't say your story project intentional started mm -hmm. with a random your story was far before that but it started with a random question and your heart broke for somebody. And I think, gosh, there's so many opportunities for us to have our heart broken by some sort of injustice and just take a step and see where it leads. It may not lead to 80 women posting, but it yeah. may lead to something that then may lead to another something. You are the answer to someone else's prayer. It's good. And you find what's cool is you find fulfillment, reward, and joy as you're helping others mm -hmm. and so it's helping them but it's also helping you too Amen. which is cool and that's why i say don't take that yeah. away from someone yeah totally all right we end every episode asking our guest this question uh, we want you to challenge because again the mission is to challenge all the listeners to be greater disciples wherever they are so if you could issue one challenge to those listening to practically do something this week what would it be it's a two-prong approach number one Drink your water. <laughs> Number two, practice an attitude of gratitude. Mm. If you can instill these two things, your life will drastically change. Drink your water, practice an attitude of gratitude. Why the water? Your water, you're 75% water. <laughs> okay. Help yourself out. Well, how much am I supposed to drink? Well, I mean, I'm not going to get too far into that, but I would just say drink. <laughs> well, you just six, told me to drink water. 68 and... glasses. Okay. Oh, I do 100. Glasses. And I'm you not do 100? Anyone to do 100. You do 100. I do. Well, you also run, run 700 miles. Yeah. Yeah. And you meant how many bananas are you really eating? Yeah. So, I love bananas. I'll do, <laughs> Can't I, you, do I heard the rumor you can over banana. Is no, that false? I don't feel like you can over apples or celery or Well, the potassium. I'm just wondering if you can think banana. Bananas are a great value yeah, in a world okay. filled with inflation, but yeah. they're still pretty cheap. They are pretty All right, cheap. So Red Letter Disciples, that's your challenge this yeah. week. Drink water and yeah. attitude of gratitude. Yeah. If you take on that challenge this week in any way, shape, or form, hashtag Red Letter Disciple. Sasha, this has been awesome. Uh, 
thank you yeah, for being really. you and for uh, trying to become the best version of you mm. because it's helping a lot of people. And as you're doing it, I'm, I'm hearing and seeing so many great things of just dependence on God, prayer, and listening to him. So well, to heart's me, in a great place. And whatever we can do to support, we're, we're happy to do And it. to me, the big takeaway, because I'm dealing with so many people in active recovery and so many people slip up, like it's so amazing when we hear a victory story, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so thank you for sharing that. It's not easy uh, to share. And I just honestly appreciate that. Thank you. Amen. All right. We'll see you next week. hope you were inspired and challenged by today's episode. What an amazing woman Sasha is and an amazing mission that now her life is all about. Hey, if you want to connect with Sasha, get involved with Project Intentional or see anything about some of the resources and links we talked about in today's show, go to the red Let- uh, go to redletterpodcast.com. You can check out our show notes there. It's also there you can hear about our sponsor, Red Letter Living, and especially this new resource, servingchallenge.com, where you can jump into the first wave. It's the final week to do it. So come on, get in now. Hey, we would love if this podcast is special to you, if it's helpful to you, would you please rate and review and share this with a friend that would mean the world to us. I really believe you're going to love next week's episode. Truly one of the (laughs) more fun and helpful conversations we've ever had where we're talking with Mel Gravely, who is the author of Dear White Friend. Mel is a successful business owner and super involved in the Cincinnati, Ohio community. And in the midst of this thriving career, uh, decided of all things to write a book against racism. And again, it's called Dear White Friend. And what I particularly love about Mel, his book and his heart is the really, the really cool temperature he brings to this hot button issue. I truly feel like after listening to him that I'm in a better place and in a place that wants to, to help. And so I, I know that you're going to be there too. So hear his incredible story. Go on a learning journey with us next week. Plus, how can the board game of Monopoly help us in the fight against racism? You're going to learn all that and more. Plus, Mel and I talk about the time we shared an A5 Wagyu steak together. A first for both of us. I'm not going to spoil it. It's all next week on the Red Letter Disciple. So don't miss it. And how do you not miss it? Let's subscribe and let's follow on whatever platform you watch or listen to. And that way it'll automatically pop up next Tuesday. God bless you. Have a great week and we'll see you back next week for the Red Letter Disciple. A Huda Media Production.